Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to Light Up the World, a podcast that aims to bring God's light to a darkened world. My name is Victor Caballero, and I'm 33 years young, husband to an amazing wife and father to a beautiful daughter. And most importantly, Jesus is my everything. I invite you to come on this journey with me as I bring guests from all over social media to hear their stories and have biblical discussions. I hope and I pray that this lights up your world. So like, comment, share, and subscribe so that you too can share the light with others. Hey everyone, welcome to Light Up the World. I am your host, Victor Caballero, and tonight we have Valerie with us, and she's going to be sharing an amazing testimony that I know is going to be of a great blessing to all of you listening in. So, Valerie, welcome, and thank you for joining us at Light Up the World. Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to join. Um, I am delighted to be here. (laughs) It's a blessing to have you. I'm excited to see and hear um, what the Lord has done in your life. And so, before we begin, why don't you tell our listeners and our viewers um, a little bit about who you are so we get an idea. Okay, uh, my name is Valerie, like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, and I'm 30 years of age, and I am Dominican. <laughs> um, there we go, represent, right? Yes, represent. <laughs> and I am a content creator. And how's, um, what kind of content do you do? Um, I do content for the Lord, and inspiring and encouraging content on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, and how, um, not that it matters because it doesn't matter, but how is that, you know, going like you have a large number or is it just something that, um, it's just growing in followers or well, I'm curious. I, <laughs> I recently <laughs> started in January on TikTok okay. and yes, in March or April around there, uh, I posted a video uh, telling people to continue to search the Lord and not to give up. And that video got many views. And from there, um, the Lord started using my platform to bless many, many people. And right now on TikTok, I am actually reaching almost 30,000 um, followers for wow. the glory of God. 30,000. Amen. Praise God. Praise <laughs> yes. God. Glory to God. Um, and yeah. Just to see you go from it's um it's amazing because you know that you're not doing it for yourself you're doing it to bless other people and like I said earlier the numbers don't count no um but you know you can have five you can have ten you can have people like you thirty thousand but it's those thirty thousand like just God lifting you up to you know ten thousand twenty thousand thirty thousand mm-hmm. and it's just amazing to see the hand of God move. And so how has that journey been like for you doing the content creating? Well, to be honest, at first, I didn't want to do it. But the Lord spoke to me and he told me, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for somebody else. You're doing it to bless Mm. someone else. You're doing it because there's someone out there that needs to hear what you're going to post. And when he said that, I realized I cannot be selfish. And especially Absolutely. with what God has done in my life, I cannot be selfish. I have to start giving to people because I've been saved for nine years. And once God told me it's time for you to give in public, 
I am a very introverted person. So when he told me it's time for me to give in public, oh. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. But since it's not about me, I decided to put myself aside and do it for God. And now when I post, I post with a thought in mind that someone else has to hear this. And indeed, yes. in the comments, many people, they, they will reach out and they'll be like, oh, I needed to hear this. Thank you. This is perfect timing for me to, to listen to this. And I was down. Yes. And after I heard this, it lifts me up. So when I see that, it gives me strength to continue going and to continue posting. Because I'm like, wow, while I'm going through things, because it will be in moments that I'm going through so much and I still post. And even my friends that, that that are with me, they're like, you going through this and you posting to live someone else? Mm. And I'm like, I just looked up and I'm like, yeah. So I, when I would post that post, I would see comments of, of people telling me like, oh, I needed to hear this. And, I'm, I, and I was asking God today, why me? Why me? Why me? They would tell me that. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so God has shown me how to surrender me myself you know for mm. other people to live how to die to myself for others to live and i learned that through content creation wow you come you know god pretty much taught you how to just give it all for the lord it's not about what you Mm-mm. think it's not about what, what you want it's not about what your desire is you know how many followers you want and god said you know what let me take complete control over that and, you know, it, it's interesting that you mentioned about just the enemy kind of like messing with your mind, especially, I mean, I'm just like you. I'm a huge introvert myself. Mm-hmm. And to be here doing this, knowing that, that this is going to be going on YouTube, it's already mind boggling. <laughs> uh, um, I'd rather be hiding in a closet doing something else. <laughs> I'd rather not be here, but, you know. Here I am. The Lord's called me to do this. And I just feel it in my heart because it's, it's people are going to listen and somebody's going to be touched. Mm. And in such a humbling moment, because even when I used to preach in my old church, I the enemy would attack the mind so much and say, you know what? You didn't preach good. You didn't teach good. You You probably messed up so many times. You probably, you know just did this, your words were all over the place. And, you know, when you're done, when I was done preaching, I would sit down and pray. And then after the service, somebody would come up to me and be like, you know what, brother, I'm going through almost exactly the same thing. And I needed to hear that message. And every time, every time God would humble, um, you know, me in in that that way, kind of like encouraging me, like, you know what? It's not about what you think. It's not about because um, when we're up there and we're trying to perform and sometimes it can get tempting, especially Mm -hmm. content creating, because we get so fixed. It's easy. It's easy to get focused on, okay, how many followers do I have? How many likes do I have? How many, um, what's my new um, update today? How many, you know, how many people did I reach? And so God has to kind of like remind us, you Mm -hmm. know, it's not about you. It's about me. And eventually, it's it's about the people that God himself is going to impact. So um, let me not take any more time out of that mm-hmm. um, part. But you, you want to share your testimony with us. So tell us where, you, where your testimony begins. Okay, so my testimony begins 
when I was nine years old, um, I have just landed in America. Uh, I was living in Dominican Republic for approximately, you can say, seven years. So we moved to, to America, to Miami. I was in Miami for many years. Um, but growing up, I grew up in a family where we were, it was, we were broken and we were together, but I felt like we were broken in some way because I, I always felt like I didn't have the love that a daughter wanted from her mother. Um, I always felt like I was the outcast of the family. Um, I, I always felt like I was the rejected one. And growing up, I grew up like that. So um, the, the enemy sent bad influence to me, which were friends that like to drink, that like to club mm. and all these things. So I got hooked to those friendships. I got into those friendships. I used to always be clubbing, partying. Um, and in fact, my own mom and dad will come with us. They will pay for us at the club. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was horrible. And I would do all that to try to feel an emptiness that I had, which was for love. And I didn't even know in that time. But I would go, I would drink a lot to try to feel a void. A void that only God can feel. Mm, so, amen. yeah, so with all that, I would go home after clubbing and partying, and I would still feel even worse. Like, I would drink to forget, but when I would get home, it would just bring everything to remembrance, which I never understood that till now. Um, but it will bring everything to, to remembrance, like the pain, the hurt that, that I had for, from friends, from family, um, people backstabbing me, rejection, and all of that. I dealt with a lot of insecurities. I didn't like the way I look. I always felt like, like oh my God, I, like I, I was ugly. Um, if guys were not going to like me, I always felt like that, you know, like it was the enemy. I had no identity at all. I always try to fit in with people in school, especially I would buy the latest clothes and shoes to try to fit in. Um, I would try to do a lot of things to try to please people because I didn't want to be seen like, oh, she doesn't fit in. You know, I always wanted attention, you know. So it got to the point where I was just very, very, very broken. Um, but I still continued with the parties to the point where me and my friends, we will make these parties in Miami where we were very known for parties. Um, mm. Like every Saturday we would make parties and people would come even from other cities just to come to our parties. Um, wow. And little did I know that all that was basically just digging a deeper <laughs> hole. So we took that even to Dominican Republic. Um, we will fly back and forth. We will do parties over there too. Um, my mom will be one of the ones even involved in, in, in the way that things went. Like she, like, cause we would charge for people to come in. Um, my mom will be the one like charging, taking the money. Um, wow. So she was even involved in it. 
we I was never a church girl. I would I would, I would never go to church at all. I will actually see girls going to church and I would think to myself, I would be like, oh, they're so boring. They're so whack. Why are they even going to church? I, I would say stuff like that. Um, so then um, I, I got into this relationship in Miami where I was totally, totally heartbroken. Um, it was a very toxic relationship, and I was tired. I got tired of where I was in life. Like, I felt like I had no purpose. Like, I felt like I was not being fulfilled. Mm. So my sister got to the point, she was like, oh, are you coming to, to, to the club? Like, it would be like 1 a.m. And I'm like, no, 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 you, you and, and my friend go, you just go. I would tell her, oh, no, go, just go. I was bored. I was tired. And and I would tell her, I would be like, I'm so tired. I'm I'm tired of doing the same thing over and over. And around that time, I was like 21. So then, um, I believe it was a Wednesday. We were like, oh, let's go to a park. And I was like, okay. So we went. And while we were entering the park, two girls walked up to us and they were like oh do you believe in god and then i looked i'm like i guess (laughs) and then they're like oh do you believe that god can speak to you right now and i was like yeah like whatever i was just like yeah whatever what do you want (laughs) so then they're like oh can you guys please sit it was four of us so then they sat us down and they started talking to us about Jesus and about the Lord. And they started to like prophesying, telling me things about my Ooh. life. Wow. Right there at the park. At the park. <laughs> at the park. <laughs> That's great. So then, yes, at the park. So, so when they told me something that touched me and I started crying in front of my sister, in front of my friend. Wow. Yes. In front of my sister-in-law. And minding you, I haven't cried in years. Right. I don't remember and... the last time I cried because when I was in the world, they always told us, "Oh, you need to be tough." Even as a mm. as a as a woman, you need to be tough. You need to be tough. So I never like I I don't know. I was just I was I never used to cry. So then in the park, when I saw that that a tear came out and I was crying, I was like. This is weird. So then yeah, they were like, what is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I'm like, this is a setup. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, being an introvert too in a, in a yeah. public place. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then they invited us to something that's called a house of peace, which is a group from church in a house. Mm. So okay. we came like two days after, we came to the house of peace and they started praying for us. And I felt, I felt, and now I know it was the presence of God. But in that time, I didn't know what it was, but I felt a love. I felt like I finally came to a place where I needed to be. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, so I, just, I just continued you, to come you, to the House of Peace that they would do every every week. I would come and come and come and I would come to the church and 
every time that I would leave the house of peace, I would go home with a peace. The peace that I felt was beyond my understanding. In that time, that's the way I was able to express it to my sister was there was there's something there. That's what I would say. I would be like, I would, I would be like, sis, there's something there. I would not even say the word peace because I didn't know that it was peace. Now I know it was peace and love, the love of God. Um, so I would tell her, I'm like, there's something there, there's, there's something there. And she would look at me like, okay, like if I was going crazy. And after those encounters in, in the House of Peace, I literally told myself, I'm like, I cannot go back. I cannot go back to the old me. I cannot go back to my old ways. To I cannot go back to the liquor. I cannot go back to none of that, to the guys that, that I was talking to in the world. I cannot go back to it. I want God, I finally, I finally found what I was looking for, what my soul was looking for. That's what I was, I would tell myself. And I would cry myself to sleep because I did not know how I was going to tell my family that I was going to commit myself to God. So I would cry and the enemy would put in my mind, oh, um, they're going to think you're crazy. They're going to think you're lying. They're going to think that you're not going to make it. And he would put shame in me. Like, I would be like, oh, my God, what are they going to say about me? You know? Mm. So I would cry and tell God, Lord, help me. Help me. I, I wish my family was saved so I, so I didn't have to go through this. You know? So it got to the point where I fell so much in love with God that I got baptized. And I didn't tell my family. Wow. So when I got home... Yes, when I got home, some way, somehow, they found out because a friend from my church that my sister was following, she posted a picture that I that I was baptized. So then when I got home, my mom, she was mad. She was like, oh, how do you get baptized? You cannot play with the things of God. You cannot do that. You're going crazy. You cannot play with those mm. things. So it was just on and on and on and on and on and on and on the whole day. Um, But... Yes, but I still feel that peace. You still feel even it, yeah. that same day after I got baptized. So I wow. knew that God was with me. Wow. So um I continue to come and I continue to be committed. And in fact, one of my friends' mom, because I dropped on my friend in her in her house, and mm. her mom, her mom came to my car. That was literally days after I got baptized. Her mom came to my car after I dropped my friend off and she told me, she was like, Well, you since you since you're now committed to Jesus, let's see how long that's gonna last because everybody that starts, they always leave. She told me that. I feel like somebody got a knife and stabbed me when she told me that. I drove off and I was crying and I told God, Lord, I refuse to be that example. I refuse. I'm going to commit to you to the end. I'm going to stay with you to the end. And I made a promise to God that day. So (laughs) it was, yeah, so it was very, very hard. It was very difficult. I felt like I, I, the only people that that were by my side um, supporting me in my walk with God was the people from church. I felt like I, I lost all the friends I had. I lost each and every one of them, I wow. lost all of them. I felt like yeah. I felt alone. 
I feel even more rejected because, <laughs> you know, yeah. many times we think that when we come to God, <clears throat> everything is like, oh, my God, perfection. Everything falls into no. place. No, I, no. Yeah, it was tough. It was very tough for me. But I knew that God was with me. I knew that, that his love was just there and his peace. Like, it was him all along, and I didn't even know it. Right. And it, it's interesting because usually people get in trouble for doing bad things, right? <laughs> for going out yeah. and doing drugs or partying or getting drunk. And you would come home so late at night and then you would get in trouble for being so late at night, hanging out with the wrong people. Um, but in your case, mm-hmm. in your case now, you get baptized and you're trying to hide it. Kind of like, you know, like people, they're trying to hide being bad, but you're being good. Yeah. You're doing things for the Lord. But you're trying to hide it, and guess what? It's still, and they still find out. <laughs> yeah. And so you get in trouble for actually doing good. <laughs> it's like the the script has flipped here, and yeah. it's just it, it it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And just to see how your faith was challenged, right? And that lady that came up to you and said, "You know what? Let's see how long this lasts." And you know, you you pretty much said, "All right, you know, challenge accepted." Yes, it was hard, but um, the love of God was just too real. I believe that Mm. God just hooked me with love because he know I never had that, not even in guys, not even with my own mom. So Mm. God had to pour so much love inside of me for me to be able to have the boldness to say, I'm going to face whatever I have to face to remain in you, Lord. And Mm. I... I literally started evangelizing in the streets, looping the streets sometimes to 1 a.m., evangelizing to people, wow. um, preaching the word. Yes, we would go to, to really bad neighborhoods, and we would preach the word there. People would literally cry in the streets. And wow. yes, people would cry in the middle of the street. So, and so it, you see how, I just want to point that out, how a lady came to you at the park. Right. Yes. And you started crying at the park. <laughs> yes. And now you're going into the street in public and kind of like doing the same thing. So you see how their wow. seed, right? Yes. They yes. planted the seed and now that seed is growing. So they ministered to you and you cried in public. And now you're ministering to other people and they're crying in public. And now imagine what they are doing, mm-hmm. ministering to other people. So it's just crazy to see how that one seed by being obedient right just flows up and ministers and, and just see the the line the pattern that of uh, number of people that are impacted by it yeah that's just mm-hmm. wow I, I, i'm i'm amazed yes and it was we and we were we would preach to hundreds and hundreds of people people that i would be at the gas stations and they would be like oh Thank you so much. Now I'm in church. Now I'm in church. Do you remember me? And I'm like, <laughs> wow. No, literally, I will not remember. But they will come to me a lot. A lot of people will come to me like, oh my God, do you remember me? I'm like, no. They're like, oh, thank you. Thank you. You preached to me one day in McDonald's, one day in this, like that. So, wow. yes. Yeah, so I was literally, I just wanted people to experience what I was experiencing, mm-hmm. you know, which was the love of yeah. God. I, I just fell in love with his love. Like his love was, was to me was what he amplified. And I just wanted to show that to the people. And I started mm. mentoring girls 
and all of that. I just wanted wow. God's love to be revealed to the world. <laughs> it's, oh man, because, you're, you're, yeah, I mean, like, you're, it's just an example. Like, wow, you're somebody that um, before the age of 21, you were just doing it all, you know, have partying. People knew you for your parties. And now you see how by um, when your life changed, now people knew you because of how you ministered to them. So you you can see just the hand of God kind of like parallel um, taking one situation of your life before and making a parallel to it. So like I said earlier, um, somebody prayed for you in the park. You mm-hmm. cried. Now you're praying for other people in the streets. They're crying. Now, people recognized you and knew your name for the types of party that you guys mm. did before. And now people are recognizing you in the streets for the ministering that you're doing. And it's just crazy. God crazy. Is so good. The Lord is good. <laughs> and then afterwards, I, I told the Lord, I'm like, Lord, I'm touch I'm like, you you using me to touch so many families. Now I want you to touch my family. Wow, yeah. I, I That's what I told the Lord. And I had just moved out of my house. I moved out. So I told mm. God, I was like, Lord, wherever the wherever my family goes, please reach out to them. Send someone. Send a laborer. So yes. this is where I started seeing God's hand moving my family now. Um, my mm. mom will call me. And she'll be like, she'll be like, Valerie, you're not going to believe what happened. And I'll be like, oh, what? What happened? She's like, oh, I was in the porch and a pastor came to my, to the, to the house. And he told me that God sent him there to speak to me. And I'm like, really? And, I, and wow. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, God, you heard my prayers. Because I prayed that a week before this happened, a week before she called wow. me. So then she's like, oh. <clears throat> She's like, oh, yes, yes. And he invited me to church. And I'm like, oh, are you going to go? She's like, oh, I might, I might. And then he told me, he's like, oh, out of all the houses here in this neighborhood, God sent me here. And then she was like, yeah, I told him that I have a, a daughter and that she's a Christian. And he and that the mm. pastor told her, oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so then, like, the Lord would just send neighbors to my family. And then my mom coming like a month after when she was in Dominican Republic and she told me, Valerie, you're not going to believe what happened to me. And I'm like, oh, what happened, mom? And she's like, oh, I was in the house and a lady came, a pastor lady came oh, and told her that God sent her there wow. <laughs> to look for her, so even, to bring her to church. Even in Dominican Republic, she can't escape. <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't escape, not even in the yard. And Yo, I was man. so shocked. And I'm like, through little things like that, like God was showing me his goodness. I'm like, Lord, you are so good. <laughs> I was like, Lord, just... you are so good. And my my family will see like the changes in me. My brother, like he's like, oh my Lord, like you're so changed. There's something, he's like, there's something, I have to go to church. And he will start coming to church with me. He's like, oh, Sundays, we're going to go. He will bring his two kids. My sister, too, she will come with her three kids. So, yes, so the Lord has been transforming my family, even through my commitment. Wow. 
even through my and, commitment. When you take and care, then, huh? And then your family was the ones that were like kind of doubting at first, you know, and now here they are, you know, being part of that change, going to church with you. That's just mm-hmm. only God. Yes, that's only the Lord Jesus Christ. And and we never grew up in the church. We never grew up in the church at all, at all, mm. like at all. We wouldn't. I, I never went to church before. Mm. Never. And I will always say, oh, I will go to church when I when I get old, when I live my mm. life. That's what I would say. Oh, when I live my life, I will go to church. But little did I know that God was gonna touch me to a degree that switched that mindset from me yeah and and here i am i'm here um still moving forward with what god has called me to do to the point where not too long ago um the lord told me to move to maryland um i did that move by faith literally my family thought i was crazy too they were like oh you're going crazy my mom told me she's like oh you're crazy (laughs) Um, how are you going to do that? You don't know nobody in Maryland. Um, how are you going to move like that? And then I'm like, oh, the Lord told me to. I told him, I'm like, look, the Lord told me to do it. And it's for my better because where I'm going, I'm going to learn more about God because I'm going to connect mm. to ministry. And she just couldn't understand it. And I left my job without having nothing. Here wow. in so I left my job in Miami, a good job in, in uh, as a legal um, assistant. I left my job there. I left everything. I sold almost everything. I gave bags of clothes, every, all my belts, all my purses. I gave everything to come here to follow God's word, to follow Jesus and what wow. he wants so for when, my life. When you, when you got to Maryland, you, you had nothing. Mm-mm. Pretty much like just, you you were it, <laughs> you were starting fresh in a new place, not knowing anybody really. Fresh. Oh yes, wow. only like probably two two people, and and people like well actually I only knew like yeah like three people, and mm-hmm. like two a few leaders from the church here. Right. That's all. That's the only people I know, but no family members at all. All my family's in Miami. And so I literally moved by faith. Um, it was warfare. The enemy was telling me, oh, you're crazy. How are you going to... Like, mm-hmm. it was a, a mental battle. I, I so believe it. It was a mental attack. So when I got here, um, I we did... We were able to get an apartment here. And then a, pa- a pastor in the church, he prophesied to me. He told me, in three weeks, God is going to give you a job. So me, I'm like, in three weeks, I just got here. So my mind was like, oh, my God, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? God, you told me to move here. In three weeks, exactly three weeks, exactly three weeks, I got the job. Exactly. Wow. Exactly three weeks. Pay me (laughs) more than where I was in Miami. Yes, pay me more than where I was in Miami. The place is like it's it's in in one of the richest cities here in Maryland where my job wow. is with a penthouse and everything where I work. My God, it has been God exactly three weeks. Um, God has blessed me beyond measure. His goodness, people were blessing us um with with money from left to right once we got here. 
even people from Miami, friends, my coworkers, they would give me money. Oh, here, a hundred, here, a hundred, here, a hundred. Wow. And not even, they were not even like committed, committed, committed Christian Christians. They would just give it to me. Oh, look, I feel, I, I want to give you this. Literally, that's, for your move. That That's a perfect example of just how God is never early, but he's also never late. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're a perfect example of that. You said, God said, you know, move to Maryland. You listened, right? And you fought every battle in your mind Mm -hmm. and i know it's scary because we're like we're comfortable in our home you were comfortable you were probably comfortable in in miami right oh yeah and and for to you know to leave your family to leave your friends to leave everything you know your comfort area to go to a new place with new people and a new start um I'm pretty sure maybe in your mind you were like, is this even what God has called me to do? Or am I just doing something crazy out of the blue, you know? And I know <laughs> I if I... Like that. <laughs> I know if God oh, called yeah. me to do, like, say, if God called me, okay, I want you to move to somewhere like Texas or California or Maine or some weird state, uh, I'd be fighting my mind, like, is this what really <laughs> God wants me to do? Because, you know how but you're a living testimony that what god calls he provides Mm -hmm. and you know that you're in the right place when you're bearing fruit you know um after i because before i moved here um i felt like my before i moved i literally felt like my relationship with god was not where i wanted to be I felt like I wasn't seeking him as much as I needed to. Like, I felt like the gifts that he's placed inside of me were sleeping inside of me. Like, evangelism, I had stopped evangelizing for a few months before I moved here. Um, I wasn't seeking God as much. So once I moved here, I felt like everything got turned back on. Everything, everything, everything. Um, Yes. I feel like God revived me. Like, I feel like he enlightened, like he, he lit up the fire again. So that's how I know I'm in the right place. Yeah. You, so God said, you know, guy, yes. <laughs> he said, you, you're drifting away and I got to, I got to reel you back in one mm-hmm. way or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it requires a lot of faith. It re- this, mm-hmm. it, it requires a lot of faith and a lot of love for, for Jesus. Without love, yeah, I feel like without love, people and passion, people won't get to where they want to get. So after I gave my life to Jesus, um, he restored me. He gave me identity. He delivered me from rejection. He delivered me from fears. He delivered mm-hmm. me from sexual immorality. Um, he, he filled me with a lot of peace, love. Joy, because I always I used to be very very serious when I was in the world, um, wow. and I feel like God He changed me He transformed me He gave me new friends, <laughs> faithful friends, faithful very faithful friends. He removed the bad influence from my life, and He brought people that will help me to reach the destiny that God has for me. Amen. Um, yes. So that's one of the things that 
that God, well, a few of the things that the Lord restored in me, especially in security, because I felt like, I felt like I didn't have identity. I felt like I didn't know who I was, you know, mm. and God literally show, yeah. started showing me who I am and that I ha- and that I could be myself, you know, that I don't have to do things to try to please someone else, that I can finally be the one that he created me to be, that I don't have to go and buy some shoes because someone else bought it, that I can literally go and buy a shoe that I want. Right. And he was showing me, he's like, imagine if the world was all of one same color. It would be boring. He's like, be yourself. Be the one that I created you to be. Mm. Be the change. Be the difference. Mm. You know, and all that delivered me from the insecurities and the rejection and, and the, oh, my God, I have to fit in. All that delivered me from that. You know, so wow. if there's anyone, yeah. anybody listening to me right now saying yeah, like, go oh my God, like what can I do to break that? Know that God created you with a unique DNA, spiritual DNA. You're different. You know, like God literally intentionally made you different for a reason. Hmm. So by you understanding that you will break out of oh my god i have to fit in oh my god i have to do this or speak this way to please this person mm-hmm. because i noticed that now in days in in this society i feel like many of us we live our lives trying to fit in and, and trying to be like someone else so that we won't be rejected especially yeah. gen z's and millennials Oh, but man. once you know how much Tell God me. loves you and that he created you unique, yeah. you'll break out of that. Yeah. No, I feel like you're preaching right now. Because, you know, <laughs> I, I was just going to tell you um, before the same thing uh, before you started talking. I'm like, you know, there's people that are listening to this that are struggling with identity and they're struggling with um, just feeling like, you know, them like they're trying to fit in into this society and the world is going to tell you you need to be one way but god is telling you you need to be another way Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and it's just you know we're so fixed on perfecting ourselves so that we can fit in when um why go through all that work when we can just be ourselves and let god take us in just the way we are you see, you see where that that um, kind of like goes against each other. Where we we work so hard trying to perfect um, the way we speak, the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we dress, um, how much makeup we put on, how much makeup we don't put on. You know, um, the type of shoes, like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we try to kind of like um, just fit in, and it's so much work. It is. It's, and it's so draining. much work, it's and what and God and God is just saying, you know what? You don't need any of that. You don't need to, um, you know, you don't need to be perfect. You don't need a special kind of makeup for me to love you more. You don't need a special kind of prayer for me to listen to you more. You don't need to, you know, you just come to me just as you are because I already love you. You know, God loves us all the same. Amen. And and man, you were right on point with that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, 
that's a one-on-one holy spirit confirmation <laughs> right there <laughs> yes and when you know god you start knowing yourself because he's your creator amen so the more a person gets closer to god the more they start knowing who they are what they like you know because god created you you know yes so when you know the creator you know yourself yeah and it's like mm-hmm. it's like looking into a mirror pretty much right when you look into a mirror you see yourself and um a lot of times we feel like man if 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 god were to look at me um he's gonna see re- you know rejection he's gonna see filth he's gonna see my sin he's gonna see my failures he's gonna see this he's gonna see that all the negativity but in reality, when God looks at us, he just, he smiles and said, you are my son, you are my daughter, and I love you just the way you are. Mm-hmm. That is powerful. Mm-hmm. That is very, and, very powerful. And also, you know, like, yeah. when you when you know the love of God as well, because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm-hmm. So when you know God's love and how much he loves you, how much he, he cares for you, you're not going to try to find love in the wrong places. Because I try, to me, I feel like I always try to find love in the world, um, in guys, in friends, you know, and I try to fill a void with liquor or with partying, clubbing, and that void can only be filled with God's love. It can only be filled Mm. with God. Amen. You know? So, so whoever's listening, like, when you know God and you know his love, he's going to feel you. He's going to feel the, the void. He's going to feel the emptiness that you have inside of you. And when that emptiness is filled, you there's no need in you to try to go to the wrong places to be filled from those wrong places. Amen. And um, just so that we can start wrapping up, because um, I know time is getting from us, but I just want to say... Um, there could be somebody listening here that maybe is a version of you that was before you were 21. Maybe somebody's listening that they're in the on the fence of like, do I follow God? Do I not follow God? Or maybe they have that void in their heart, right? They, they don't know how to fill that void. They try drink it off. They try so many things. They try sleeping with other people. They're doing everything uh, that they can to f- make themselves happy, but it's just not working. And so you, um, before you were 21, you were doing everything, you know, everything wrong, like in God's eyes, at least you were having a good time. You were in the world doing things of the world. Um, so what would your message be to people that are listening to that kind of like struggling to, to fill that void? Well, what I would advise those people that are trying to fill the void that you have and that you're trying to fill with something else is to seek Jesus. Seek Jesus. Look for Jesus no matter what. If your friends come against you, if your mother, your father, if your family, and those, and I feel like many times your family is the one that's going to come against you if you, if you're not in a, if you didn't grow up in a Christian home. But um, whoever comes against you, still seek Jesus. Still look after him. Still come after him. Go to church. 
go to group meetings. And that's what's going to keep you here also, like being around people like-minded, you know? Yeah. And with God's love, that void is going to be filled with the peace of God, you know? That, that void is going to be filled. So do not quit. Don't give up. Continue seeking after the Lord. Continue looking after God. And there's a, a, a verse that says that everyone is it, in Matthew 19:29 that says, and everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father or mother or wife or children, lands, for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. So don't think that you leaving your old friends that God is not going to come and give you new friends that are going to lift you up mm. even greater to go mm. toward the destiny that God has for you. You know, whatever you, you sacrifice for God, if, whether it's a job, whether it's um, things that, that God is telling you, like, look, let go of this. I'm going to give you something better. Do it because God is going to come and give you a hundredfold times better than that. He knows why he's wow. telling you to leave the old for you to get the new. He knows mm. why. You know, so don't hold on to the things that you know it's not going to lift you up. Like if you're a drinker or, or if you like clubbing or if you like partying, don't hold on to that if God told you to let go of it. Because God has a hundred times better than that. A hundred times. I would never imagine yeah. myself, literally with all the blessings that I have now, it's nothing compared Nothing compared to what I had when I was in the world. And I thought to myself in that time, I'm like, oh, my God, if I let go of this, what am I going to get? Yeah. You know, but I'm glad that I let go of all of that because now I have the love of God. I have the peace of God. I have joy. You know, I have God. I have everything I ever wanted to have. And I told God, I'm like, God, I don't want nothing outside of you. If it's not from you, I don't want it. You know, so when you let go of the things that God told you to let go of, he's going to literally bring you a hundred times more. And he's, and you're not going to feel like you're empty anymore because you have him. You're going to be filled. Your heart is going to be filled. You're going to be satisfied with that. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, once Amen. you taste his goodness, you don't want to go back. That's right. It's like, you know, once you taste... Uh any delicious food from whatever culture you're in <laughs> you know you when you go to some fake wannabe restaurant that's trying to serve and mimic your dish you know that no that this person mm -hmm. is not <laughs> you can tell what's real versus what's fake wow and so what the enemy is throwing at you is this fake type of food when you taste that's what the bible says when you taste the goodness of the lord you know, you, you're like, man, I've been eating so much junk food all these years. Oh, yes. I was being lied <laughs> and, to. Yeah, I was being so lied to. I'm like, what is life, you know? I was being um, lied <laughs> And it's just, it's, you know, when we eat so much, like when we eat healthy food, right? Let's say I'm, you, you're on a health journey and you started eating healthy food. And all of a sudden you stop eating healthy food and then you try and take a bite of junk food. Just watch what happens to your body. It's like all of a sudden your body rejects it because it's used, so used to eating healthy 
that when it takes a bite of that junk food, it's like, what is this? Like it's your no body longer... doesn't recognize it. Like what is Yeah, this? it's yeah. like, what is this? And so in the same sense, it's like when we're so fixed on Jesus, right? We're consuming his word and we're consuming time and worship and prayer. When the enemy tries to tempt us, right, with little things like here, why don't you taste a little bit of the world again? We don't recognize it. You know, we're like, what is this? This doesn't mm-hmm. please me anymore because now I belong to Jesus and Jesus makes me happy and Jesus completes me. And um, you're a living testament to that. You did the world, you know, you tried the world, you you saw how the world worked and, and you also tried Jesus. And look at you now, you're still with Jesus. You, you mm-hmm. tried both sides and you considered that Jesus it's the best way to go no matter what. That's absolutely correct. There's no other so, way. <laughs> there, yeah, there, <laughs> there is no other way. So we are going to wrap this up. And um, Valerie, just let us know or let our followers and viewers know um, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to support your um, TikTok videos or Instagram, um, where can they, uh, how can they do that? And of course, I'll be linking it to uh, my description box. But if you can kind of just kind of guide us to uh, where we can find you on social media. Okay. On TikTok, um, you can find me by Valerie.java. Okay. Which is V-A-L-E-R-I-E dot J-A-V-A. That's on TikTok. And on Instagram... I would be on draw me away underscore. Okay. All right. So there you have it. Her TikTok and her Instagram. I'll be linking those two in my description box so that, hey, if they ever want to reach out to you, can they reach out to you if, they're, if they have something, questions, yes, they concerns, can reach out prayer? To yes, of course, through Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. So reach out to her if you want to talk to her more, get to know more about her testimony. Um, I'm sure she'll be happy to talk, talk and chat with you. So Valerie, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for your amazing testimony and being part of Light Up the World today. Thank you so much for having me here. And that is it. So God bless you, everybody. And I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Light Up the World with Victor Caballero. I hope that this has encouraged, strengthened, and motivated you to get through another day in this journey we call life. All episodes were released on YouTube first, followed by various podcast platforms. So make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to be among the first to get that notification. And follow Light Up the World on your favorite podcast platform so that you don't miss a single episode. Finally, please help me spread God's light by sharing this podcast. Share this with as many people as you can. And together, we can light up the world one episode at a time.